0: 9pm, you're listening to SENZ, telephone number is 0800-150-811, this is our talkback hour, the lines are open, love to hear from you, number of issues that I do want to discuss, 0800-150-811, Mark Watson with you, Ben Francis alongside of me, Ben, did you watch any of the Women's World Cup on Saturday, Sunday?
1: No, because I don't have Spark Sport Okay, fair enough Oh. And because I, and I was uh, busy busy working as well, mm. which is also a contributing mm. factor. I didn't watch
0: it out of protest because I'm sick and tired of being told by the left wing what I should be watching, and the consequences of who I am if I don't watch, and being labelled something that I'm not for not watching. Uh, interesting that an article today and the head of the Women's Rugby World Cup saying, Eden Park was a sellout, but 6,000 people didn't bother turning up. Looking at the crowd for the New Zealand-Australia game, there were a lot more empty seats than just 6,000. I would have thought, when it was all said and done, that main game probably had twenty five to 30,000 people at it, which is a great, great crowd. I'm not sure why they are so desperate to convince us that it was a sellout? Why this need to convince us that women's rugby is on par with the men and it's finally got parity? Because it's not. But a crowd of twenty-five to 30,000 is something they should be incredibly proud of. Stop politicising everything. Stop manufacturing everything. Stop telling me what I should be watching. Stop skewing the statistics. 800 Who watched it? What did you make of it? What did you make of the standard of the rugby? One thing I will say with the women's game that I do enjoy is when they set piece, scrum time, you never really ever see a reset scrum. It reminds me of rugby, the good old days. Front rows come together, the ball gets put in, the ball comes out and play gets back underway. So not a bad crowd at Eden Park. Far from the sellout. Maybe because the number of people watched the earlier games and that's where their allegiances were and then they did go home but also priced very, very cheaply too. So there's plenty of incentive to people to go along too. Again, if it was on par with the men's game, as it'll have us all believe, the prices would have been a lot higher because when there's high demand, limited product, basic economics, you can push the price up. I'm, like I say, thrilled that they got 25,000, 30,000 people along. Pleased that women's rugby is starting to get some momentum here that it's starting to organically grow but as I said my frustration is everything becomes political all in the name of equality and equity and this sort of social engineering which I think this government's done a good job on Crowds weren't so good in Whangarei though were they? for the games that didn't involve New Zealand. And I think the other thing that holds this tournament back is it's pretty clear that England, France and New Zealand are clearly better than the rest. There are only really three teams that can probably win this Women's Rugby World Cup of the 12. That will change in time. These other countries will get better. But again... Don't try and manufacture and try and tell us that there is greater parity across the teams than perhaps there is. It's all I'm saying. Take the politics out of it. Let's just enjoy it for what it is. Those that turn up, good on you. Those that don't, hey, let's not label you as a chauvinist or as sexist or as a pig or whatever else you want to describe let's be honest, male sports fans who don't necessarily go and support a lot of women's sport. 800 is the number. I do want to just chat on the all-black squads to face Japan. All-black team, somewhat concerning. Uh, Dane Coles, Cody Taylor still named as your two hookers. Not sure that either of them are an alternative to Samusoni Takiaho if he should get injured. But they're clearly the three hookers they want to take through to the World Cup. Struggling with the fact that Anton Leonard Brown is in this all black team, hasn't played any rugby, why would you? Why would you take him? Surely Levi Armour, Alex Nangaville, Balen Sullivan. Would have been a better option. Roger What what is it about this guy? He's not a great second 5'8", he's not a great rugby player. He certainly doesn't offer the utility factor. He can make the All Blacks, yet Sean Stevenson can't even make the All Blacks' 15 squad. The outside backs for that New Zealand 15, AJ Lamb, Ruben Love and Mark Talia. Ruben Love over Sean Stevenson? AJ Lamb over Sean Stevenson? Yeah, not convinced. We don't have a lot of depth, do we, at first 5-8 if Bryn Gatlin's making the starting line-up? I think he's just a good, solid journeyman. And I know Graham's phoned through the programme, so I'm going to get his thoughts on this, but there seems to be a really, really heavy Canterbury influence within the forwards that have been picked for this 15. Is that because they are the best in the country? Or is our forwards coach, Ryan, Jason Ryan? I wouldn't say Canterbury bias here, but he clearly knows those players perhaps better than some of the other players around the country. And therefore, maybe some of the other players they haven't done as much due diligence on. 0800-150-811 800 oh, is the number. Hi, Mark.
3: Hi, Mark. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. I just wanted to talk a bit about motorsport, and, and I was very impressed by the Bathurst 1000 race on the weekend, although you might as well call that the Rally New Zealand concerning how much water was on the track and the number of people who were skidding out. And off the track. I mean, it's like they called off a number of events, like the shootout and other races, but all in all, I thought it was a pretty good race, all the conditions considered.
0: Oh, I thought Fat Gisbergen was bulletproof. I mean, that guy pretty much led for most of the day. How often do you see that at Bathurst? Uh, you know, had, oh, some, right. had some gearbox issues, picked up a penalty and stuff, but you know, like I struggle with Formula One because it's not the best drivers. Um, you can buy your drive in Formula One, but you know these cars are so even that what you do see in what you do see in the supercars, you see you, you genuinely see the influence of the best drivers.
3: Oh, absolutely, and also along those lines, uh, I was very impressed with the Rally New Zealand held recently, where a guy from Finland, Kalle Rovanperä. Yep. won that rally and that effectively gets him the world championship and ironically enough his dad Harry uh, won the rally New Zealand in 2002
0: Oh it's great isn't it, it's great that you um. It is. yeah but it's great that you do have those father and son combinations and you know one generation leads to the next because uh, it's not always the case, some kids want to have oh, nothing absolutely. to do with the sport their parents play
3: Yeah well um I mean, having lived in New Zealand myself for some years, you know, rallying has always been my favorite uh, type of motorsport besides motorbike racing, because, um, you know, there's just something absolutely New Zealand about it when um, drivers go at it in New Zealand, because, you know, um, the natural countryside of New Zealand is just so um, suitable for rallying. And I met, Possum Bourne a number of years ago before he passed, and he was a top-class guy. He was a major reason I got into rallying because he was just a typical Kiwi guy, you know, um, loved motor racing, loved New Zealand, and was down-to-earth, humble, and loved his fans. And I reckon New Zealand is really, really well-suited for rallying, and if they can develop uh, rally drivers' with t- potential like Possum Bourne, I reckon we could really put New Zealand rally drivers on the map.
0: Yeah, look, it's surprising, isn't it, that um, you know, Hayden Patton and um has been really sort of the sole choice. When you look at the gravel roads in this country and um, you look at just yeah, the back country, you know, people will say when the rally historically was ways held here in New Zealand, you know, going back in the nineteen nineties that they said, Look, New Zealand's yep. got the best rally roads in the world. Um, oh, but absolutely. but it's a little bit like anything, isn't it? I still think motorsport, to a large degree, it comes down to who's got the money, who's got the budget, uh, who's in the right place at the right time. Um, you know, it's not like it's it, You know, it's not like tennis, where the best player becomes the number one in the world. I'm not sure that still in a lot of motorsport, the best driver always. Um, you know, probably some of the best drivers are driving in the world are probably never been heard of because they're driving in lower tiers of competition because yeah, that's just the way the politics and the economics have played out.
3: Yeah, but it just seems with uh, rallying, like anybody, from, like it's not like Formula One where those people with the most money are the only ones who get kind of mm. in. You know, it just seems that there's a lot of people from like the ground up. You know, like people who don't have much to uh, rich, yeah. You know, shall we say rallying teams like maybe Hyundai or Toyota? Anybody can have a go, and anybody can make a go of it. Um, mm. Especially, especially in New Zealand, because um, New Zealand is it, it's like. New Zealand being suited to the Lord of the Rings um, movies being filmed there. New mm. Zealand is just so suitable for
1: rallying. Mm.
0: Yeah. No, hey, Lovely to have you on the programme, Turn. I'm pleased you did bring up the motorsport uh, because I did want to touch on Shane Van Gisbergen. Now, what a class act. 19 race wins this year. Uh, certainly deserves to be in the conversation for the Halberg Awards. Uh, isn't it amazing the depth of New Zealand sport at the moment where you've got Scotty McLaughlin, Scotty Dixon um, and so many drivers Um, right around the world, you know, being involved. um, Earl Bamber, uh, drivers like that, winning Le Mans 24. You know, Le Le Mans is one of those, you know, it's considered part of the Triple Crown. Monaco, Le Mans. Um, Monaco, Le Mans and the Indianapolis 500 are the Triple Crown of motorsport. And, you know, we've got a pretty strong point of view at the moment and certainly two out of the three. Twelve and a half minutes after nine, 0800, one five oh eight double one is the number. Graham, good evening, welcome.
2: Oh, good day, Mark. How are you? Good thank you. Yeah, it was a good call by um Mark, was it Mark? Yeah, yeah. But I don't follow motor racing, but yeah, possum Bourne, He died far too early. I don't mm. I just remember him being just such a great man of the people when you've seen him on T V and uh Yeah, it's just
0: great. Uh, What I will say about motorsport and drivers, they understand the business, they understand the sponsorship, they understand where the money comes from, and their ability to go out of their way and build their fan base and therefore directly or indirectly leverage particular brands. I tell you what, a lot more other sports people and uh, sportsmen could learn from it.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, no, no, I agree. Yeah, I think that's, um, yeah, I mean, you, I couldn't make that observation, but, um, you know, as much as, you know, as much uh, knowledge as you. But, yeah, no, I mean, I was talking about Boston Bourne and, yeah, and what he, uh, Mark was saying, you know, about events, and we do have that great countryside. And, um, yeah, no. Well, I, I mean, the great, but, but, one
0: of the great stages in rallying back in the 1990s was the Motu stage, uh, you know, down, yeah. there on the, down there on the east coast of the North Island. You know, the old Motu stage, it was sort of almost world right. famous. You know, you're going to drive the Motu.
2: Oh, that's right, yeah. No, Um. yeah, no, not without its uh, perils, but, yeah, no, it's um, no good on them, you know, and all power to them. Like, they go forward and up, uh, onwards and upwards. But, yeah, on to the, uh, about women's rugby and the um, New Zealand A. Yeah, I mean, the women, uh, firstly about the women's rugby, yeah, I mean, great, you know, what? Yeah, I think just celebrate the crowd, you know, that w- that we got, you know, yeah. rather than, you know, rather than, as you say...
0: Manipulating it.
2: politicise. Yeah, yeah, I mean... And also they put it in the hands of the corporates, um, you know. So, I um, mean, I know that with with rugby, men's rugby, you know, there's a crowd number that's given as 5,000, but it's three. Because once you, what they, you know, it's all about pandering to the corporates at top-level rugby. And, um, uh, you know, and I don't, I mean, I can't, I don't want to make accusations on here about, you know, who were actually bought tickets. But, well but the other thing know, the they other they thing is that, I mean. the
0: other thing is Graham tickets are 10 bucks man I mean it's not like it's expensive to get in I mean it's so cost affordable no. you'd expect a lot of people to turn up it's a World Cup it's yep. had so much media coverage here uh, more than yep. I think it deserves and so of course you should get a decent crowd along the fact it still wasn't a sellout, I'd say it's 25 to thirty thousand I think there's way more than 6 thousand that didn't turn up um, yeah just leave it for what it is it's still it's still look it's 25,000 more people than they would have got 20 years ago enjoy it. It, it, it's on its way up, but don't tell me it's there. Don't shove it down my throat and tell me that it's as important as the men's. Don't tell me if they win this World Cup, suddenly they're the automatic winners of the Helberg Award, when really there's only France and Great Britain or England who are going to challenge them. D- don't do that, but they will do that because that's the environment we live in.
2: Exactly, and you know we know that All Black tickets are you know overpriced hmm. on the other side of things, and you know and these guys are not desperate because I mean they get all the media. Uh, well, a great deal of the media coverage, and you know it was a great win, and you know for the people that were there, it was a great crowd, and you know I'm pleased for.
0: Oh, hey, great. Mount Albert is finest and Portia Woodman, you know we can't, oh, course, can't, not, you can't you can't not mention her, Graham.
2: <laughs> Portia, I going say man of the match, a woman of the match, yeah, or person of the well, match. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, when,
0: yeah. when you say, it, but see, that's the funny thing is you can go, oh, man of the match, how dare you call a man of the match? Well, but that's just a saying and a phrase. I don't say hey, that no, a, I don't say that in a derogatory way. No, I, no, I'm no, sorry, no, no, no. You say it with the greatest respect, you know, she was the best player on the field, okay? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I could say, hey, the, yeah, player of yeah, the
2: Yeah, I know, no, she was brilliant, and just f- bringing in those sevens players that um, Wayne Smith did, um, you know, it's worked a treat because, uh, you know, with what they had and what he sort of built up with his coaching team. But on the uh, New Zealand A, eh? Yeah, you know, I heard your yeah, obviously you comments about Jason. Right. Well, it didn't do Tom Christie much good, but um, that's what I'd have to say. But I mean, I thought he was very unlucky um, not to be in that New Zealand A environment. Mm. Um, See, I, 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 I
0: don't know much about Finlay Brewis at all, mate. Tell me about him.
2: Oh, I know. Well, he, well, he's played. You know, he's played a bit for Canterbury and the Crusaders. Yeah, but he's there. And um, how much? I mean, they're playing two games. I mean, I mm. said earlier to Kirstie and. Um, Stephen Donald, you know, uh what's with the amount of players they got over there, you know, they're going to be cross polarization between See. these between these two teams. And I, you know, they, I, I mean, they g it's a big squad, and I, I don't understand. I mean, he's a good, he is a very good prop, finally, Bruce, with a lot of potential. And um but yeah, no, um, you know what, you know, they're going to be a good experience for them. But you know, in terms of game time, I mean, I think uh Dominic Gardner. And Zach Gallagher, um, you know, two very promising players I think deserve their selection. And, yeah, yeah,
0: but um, see, but- see I, I'm not convinced on Ollie Yeager. I think he's good. I think he's solid. I don't think there's X factor about him. I think he's, he's yeah, you can't criticise yeah. him. But uh, yeah, I say, so, look, I, I, and look, I, I, I think let's have the rugby discussion. Let's bring back. The argument around Canterbury bias now because Graham, it's what rugby needs. We need people talking about the damn game. We need people debating, saying, Graham, this team is full of Cantabrians because you've got a Canterbury coach. Now, we might be miles away from the truth, but wouldn't it just be nice to get back to that Auckland Canterbury stuff? I mean, 3,000 people turned up to watch Damn Wellington on the weekend. I mean, that is appalling oh, for a quarter final game. And part of the reason for that is because no longer we have this banter between us, Jay- uh, Graham.
2: Well, I know that you know, and I, you know I think I said to you last week or the week before, um, you know you know even here in Christchurch, you know people talk about the all blacks all, and they 're not really rugby people, they're nice people yeah. that you know, they think oh you're a great, great rugby fan you know but they don't, and they go well oh, I go oh well i 'm happy because you know, and the all blacks have lost they so 're supposed to want to jump off a cliff, but you know but in the old days the All Blacks did actually lose quite a lot of tests. You know, you go through the 70s, and that was before the, and then in 77, 76, I think, the MPC started. You know, um, but before, you know, it wasn't always, you know, people think, oh, it's all you know, about the black jersey and the silver firm, but a lot of it is corporate hype. Yeah. You know, and that's it's not actually about, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a dinosaur when it comes to things like that, but, um, yeah, it wasn't always about that, and that's what... You know, that's the way it's gone but yeah, but yeah, on the selection, you know, um yeah, I agree with you about we need more we need more banter, I mean, less with you and I. Yeah. <coughs> we we do that. But oh. I think Christie is a good player, I really do. Yeah, and yeah, but, you
4: know,
0: I just...
2: but I but I also think it's part of the Sam Kane triple trickle down theory I've yeah. got to say.
4: Yeah. I think
2: every number seven, including Lachlan Boshier, he's gone overseas and, and previously Matt Tidy. Flogged away brilliantly for the Crusaders in Canterbury, and yeah. now you got this new batch um, but, but coming see, through. But, but so, so, I mean, they're all going to be held back in They say the number eight now yeah. because you've got to you've got to have Sam Cane yeah. as captain. No, number but see, seven. see,
0: but see the other the other Boschier, not Lachlan, who's the uh, Boschier that's currently playing. Sorry,
2: uh, I forget his first name. Yeah,
0: sorry, Callum Boschier. Now, to me, he's he's a quality player. Now, why can't why can't he end up? Been in this mix. Um, you know, what is it with the Boschers? What, what do we not like about them? We're going to lose another one overseas. Because um, I thought Lachlan Boschier should have been, you know, close to all black selection. They said he wasn't good enough. And then, of course, the players they do pick end up losing a lot of tests, but the big question i uh, i still I, I still just struggle with the fact that Sean Stevenson can't make either team, yet Roger tui Shit can still make the All Blacks. I just shake my head, mate, and, and no wonder oh, we yeah. no no wonder we're losing players overseas. You know, uh, it's it's you know George oh, yeah, Br- like George, George 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 Bridges going to go. I mean, Nankerville at least made this New Zealand Fifteen side, a lot. but Bryce Team, thirty three years of age, former Sevens player, surely an opportunity to take somebody else. I would have thought.
2: Oh, I agree. Yeah, I think George Bridge, you know, I think he's going to France. Um, that's what I've heard. Sort of, you know, I think that's sort of official but unofficial <laughs> um, paradox. Yeah, that'd be the reason there. But, I mean, with uh, Alex Nankerville and, uh, you know, an RTS, I've got, you know, absolutely nothing against him. You know, I think he's a, you know, I saw him here when the Blues played the Crusaders and, you know, you can tell he's a natural. Uh, thing with people um, and, and that but that's not the point you no know, no that's not, not, it's not him no, personally
0: it's not a, it's not a popularity but or a commercial no no no, no. but what I'm
2: saying is is that but often I've heard people say if you attack RDS it's the tall poppy it no, no, back no, to the no, sunny no, bill no, thing no, so no. you're actually judging him on what. I mean even what he did for the Blues getting to the final and playing the Crusaders you know he wasn't brilliant he played he, played, he showed promise and did, did well at times but he wasn't Setting the world alight, and that in that environment, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, yeah, that yeah, you know, I do think with the loose forwards, you really it's the Sam Kane thing. I oh, mean, yeah, they no. got they're going to change yeah, everyone's I'll positions, and other players you, you, yeah. are going to miss out. But
0: you watch, you, you look, Graham. I'm going to I'm going to have to move on. But I mean, look, you, you look at this. So if we drop, say, two out of the three tests, if we lose lose to Wales, we lose to England. Um, and I'm still not I'm not convinced at all This all black teams on the right track based on a performance against a second rate Australian team who didn't push back in the forwards in that test backline didn't come up quickly but then we do literally have no time to bring anybody else through because we're stuck with Coles we're stuck with Cody Taylor we're stuck with Ofa Ofa Tuangavasi um, who's been somewhat improved this year Nepo Laulala um, another one um Yeah, it's it's I uh, I would just like to have seen a little bit more enterprise in the selection of the All Blacks. And I'd like to have just seen what the hell seriously is Angus Tatavail being named in the new All Black 15 squad for? He's terrible. He's awful. Probably a really nice guy. he's not All Black quality, mate. Awful. So why not give someone else an opportunity? Oh eight hundred. One five eight double one. First time tonight, spare lines. Love to get your thoughts. Um two, on the women's rugby world cup, what did you make of it all? Did you get along? what do you make of the standard of the rugby? And I'd love to hear from people that went to the games in Northland. Didn't look like large crowds up there at all. Ten bucks to get in. I mean, how big is this really, rather than what they'll have us believe How truly how big is it how important is it to you 24 minutes after 9 it is 28 and a half minutes after 9 you are listening to SENZ Mark Watson with you telephone number is 0800 1508 Interest interesting music choice Ben Tenacious D Jack Black yeah
1: absolutely what's the name of the song uh, I've got down here Tribute
0: yeah uh, I can't I've seen the video now. for it eh, when yeah. you look the devil in the eyes or something yeah the greatest Was it the greatest song ever written or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 I always remember that, yeah. Qu- quite a good voice, actually, quite a good voice. Um, it's a shame that he sort of had to do a parody on everything because I think he probably could have stood on his own, but he is who he is. Uh, look, um, beautiful day in Wellington over the weekend, and I think what they had about 9,000, it was probably inflated, uh, but look, seven to 9,000 for the Wellington Phoenix, which, good turnout. I mean, people have waited a long time for football, and you've got to understand... Soccer in this country or football in this country has a huge grassroots following. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether they can maintain that crowd as the season goes on. And the best way, best form of marketing is is winning, is winning. And so, but then on the rugby side of it, they had a quarterfinal knockout game against, was it Hawke's Bay? Hawks Bay, yeah. 3,000 people turn up.
1: And I think that was roughly around the same when they had their one shield defence. I can't remember who that was against, Waikato.
0: New Zealand rugby have done everything to shut down any sort of controversy, any sort of conversation around the game, have made every coach and player sound the same and they wonder why only 3,000 people are turning up. The tribalism's gone. I blame New Zealand rugby for that. I blame Sky Television for that, um, for basically just being a PR firm. It's terribly sad that the MPC is no longer appointment viewing. Uh, It's made for TV. The standard's probably what club rugby once was. And then we wonder why, and we wonder why suddenly we lack player depth when it comes to the All Blacks and suddenly wonder why perhaps we weren't as strong as we have been. Well, if you keep eroding the levels below the main game, that's what happens. But why in Wellington, why don't people go and watch sport? Why why aren't people watching it anymore? Been there, done that, too many other things these days? Have we evolved as a country perhaps, no longer rugby, racing and beer, that we do enjoy outdoors, we enjoy going mountain biking? We'd rather save our money and go and watch other events that, might come along that have a little bit more novelty attached to them some of these extreme sports perhaps but you also have a look at super rugby the crowds have dropped off there too you know people are jumping up and celebrating 8,000 turning up to a super rugby game now not great crowds for the women's rugby world cup Yet it's funny, isn't it? Our media still just push, 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 push. Rugby. You wonder where the game's going to be in 20 years. I don't know of any other business. The media's in business. Sky are in business that don't read the trends. I wonder if they're going to end up becoming the Kodak. Remember Kodak did all the cameras back in the day. They never believed that digital would take over. They actually had the original patent for it. Never went with it. And then they had the other cell phones that came out for a little bit. What were they called? Um,
1: Blackberries. Blackberries.
0: Gone. Who would have thought years ago that taxis would become obsolete? And they're pretty much becoming obsolete because of a thing called Uber. Who would have thought that movie theatres would one day become obsolete? Video stores. Video stores. CD players. Question is, who would have thought that Sky Television one day would become obsolete? You laugh at me, but I'm serious, Ben. They've invested all their money in a game that they don't leverage, that they don't create discussion around, that nobody's talking about anymore because they've shut the conversation down. 800 five eight double one. Jump on the phone. Have a chat. Let's talk, let's talk about this. I want to hear from you. If you want to celebrate Shane Van Gisbergen too, I'd love to hear from you. Boy, what a class act he is. Wow. Just conducts himself well. A really proud New Zealander, which is great. And really nice to hear the commentators on the final sort of lap and a half talking about his New Zealand background and celebrating him as a New Zealander. Unlike somehow trying to sort of imply, well, he was brought up in New Zealand, but he learned his trade here in Australia, which is not the case. Came through that motorsport academy class, class act, and then you've got the likes of Scotty McLaughlin in the United States, and Scott Dixon, and mentioned the likes of Earl Bamba, and who's the other driver that raced a little bit of Formula One a couple of years ago, just having... Brendan with, Hartley. Yeah, Brendan Hartley. Uh, the list is endless. Good to see Richie Stanaway back uh, driving with Greg Murphy too. I think they finished 11th. Have we ever been in a better place in regards to motorsport? The problem is with motorsport everyone looks at Formula One and thinks it's the pinnacle, and it sort of is the pinnacle. The floor in it it's not the best driver. You can buy a drive. Which
1: is what I don't like about it. <coughs> Lance Stroll. I just said Lance Stroll because his dad owns the team he races yeah, for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can't tell me he's a better driver than Scotty McLaughlin. McLaughlin's a freak, mate. And we'll see that. We started to see it this year in the Indy Cars just in his second season, having to go from, you know, an open wheel or from a supercar to suddenly a single seat race car and that ability to be able to bridge that gap and make the adjustment. Uh, if you want to talk about that, 800 Um, The All Blacks squad. Dane Coles, Cody Taylor. Hey, they're it, man. They're our hookers we're taking to the World Cup. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Anything happens to Semisoni Takaya? How much faith do you have in Coles and Taylor? Should they have not taken Asafo Amua? George Bell or Brody McAllister? And I'll, I'll, I just want to ask this question again. How does Roger Tuivasa shek make the All Blacks and yet Sean Stevenson can't make either team? Now, there has been the odd rumour that Sean Stevenson potentially could sign for Rugby League and maybe there is some truth to that rumour. Though we've been told that's not the case. Other people have suggested that perhaps that is the case and therefore New Zealand Rugby not going to invest any more time in him. Damien McKenzie, Bryn Gatland, it's not, Bring Gatlin, the next best first five in the country behind Barrett Mawanga and Perifetta. Yeah, not convinced.
1: Thoughts, Ben? Well, the only other one that you would really could probably consider straight off the top of your head would be uh, Joshiwane. Yeah, I think some of that
0: off-field antics down in Otago down at university down there probably come back to bite them. I wonder whether there's... So then
1: I guess it kind of, that does yeah, leave Bryn I'll... Gatland as the next man off the rank.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to work through the different sides, the first five sides. See, the problem is, mate, I just don't watch the NPC like I once did, so it's very hard for me to...
1: Well, you have we have Brett Cameron who played, I think, in that Japan test, uh, running around for Manawa Oh, the one
0: test, the token test, where we decided to put an all-black B team out on the field and give them all black jerseys, yep, because one. somehow we're going to win the Rugby World Cup by resting and rotating. That one, yeah. when we devalued the All Black jersey because Steve Hansen knew everything that he was doing and no one dare question him. That one. Yeah, well, I, And now Brett Cameron's a bit of a laughing stock, isn't he? You know, you, not that I ever think there's a bad All Black, but you start bringing up who are the worst All Blacks in history and he'd be part of the conversation.
1: Well, who knows? The All Blacks could then just do something where they, I think, was it the 2019 World Cup against Namibia where they f- played TJ Peronara at first five? Are they just going to put, say, for Lau you can have a run at first five if you like. Hmm.
0: Mm. Oh, look, I, I would put Sean Stevenson ahead of AJ Lamb, Ruben Love, and Mark Tilley I'd put ahead of all of them, whether it be on the wing, whether it be at fullback. Probably not wrong. That's how much I rate him. Stoked for Alex Nangerville Um, I I do like the midfielders. To be fair, in that New Zealand fifteen squad, Levi Amua, a uh, Bryce Haim Um, yeah, I mean, he's performed brilliantly for Auckland, and the opportunity he's been given, he brings some experience. Alex Nangerville and Balen Sullivan. Quality, quality midfielders. But how come all of those four sit in that New Zealand 15, yet Roger Tuivasa-Shek somehow still finds his way into that all-black game? Can someone tell me what Roger Tuivasa-Shek's actually done, other than have a million Instagram followers, um, probably have been on the cover of Women's Day,
1: and was a great rugby league player? I think the one person you can probably say... Probably unlucky to miss out and I don't know if he's injured or not in that in that midfield would be Thomas Umanga Jensen. Agree. For Otago. I think yep. he I know he did have a bit of injury uh and he maybe got suspended during Super Rugby. But I know quite a few of the yeah. all Blacks we had on the shows were Zane's one for the future.
0: Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? And even Peter Gus in the loose forwards, I don't think he got picked as well. No, did he? he didn't. Now there might be some off field issues there too. Peter Gus Suakala, Suakola, he um played just that, what, two tests for the All Blacks? Never to be seen or heard of again. Scored a try under the post at Eden Park in that first test. Did Alex Hodgman get picked? No, he didn't. Oh. And he should be picked. wonder why. Politics. Yeah. Mm. I also heard over the weekend too, I heard this from a good source, that Ian Foster, right, and I'm not a fan of Ian Foster, I don't think he should be All Black coach, I'm not convinced that we're still going to get it right on the end of the year too with the players that we've picked, but I understand there's been no communication from Mark Robertson, the CEO of New Zealand Rugby, with Ian Foster congratulating him on winning the Rugby Championship. No communication. You hope that's not the case. 20 and a half minutes away from 10, you're listening to SENZ. 16 minutes away from 10, telephone number is 0800 150811. Uh text that's come in from Hayden Watto. I agree on Sean Stevenson. Can't quite understand him when he is 33 years of age. The Women's World Cup has had so much media coverage. Why did they lie about the crowd? Look at the crowd when they were the curtain raiser before the All Blacks. Would have been lucky to be 2,000 at the start of the game and it was effectively free. Yeah, hard to disagree with it. Like I say, brilliant that people turned up to Eden Park. But stop manufacturing the numbers And stop telling me I need to watch it and stop trying to tell me that it's as big as the Men's Rugby World Cup and it's as important as the Men's World Cup and that the standards is high. Stop telling me that. Stop it. Okay, let me make those decisions. Don't tell me what I need to watch and don't accuse me of being a sexist or a chauvinist if I choose not to. I watch a lot of women's sport. I watch a lot of men's sport. There's a lot of men's sport I don't watch either. 16 minutes away from 10. Hi, Brian.
4: Oh, hey, Mark. Hey, look, um, that's right. There's that much sport that you can't watch all of it anyway, especially if you're working a bit during the day like I do.
0: Yeah, and when you do get a chance, you're going to watch the best product, aren't you?
4: Yeah, watch the best product. Hmm. And I'll tell you now, I mean, I've been in rugby. I played rugby a little bit as a young fella, but I'm a bit of the same size as McKenzie, so I was never really a successful bloody player. But I love the game. But I, I reckon um, half the problem there's two things that I think is the main 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 issue. One is that the top players don't play in the national competition. Well said. That's, to me, that, that to me is just an absolute insanity, and 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 the rugby the rugby um, hierarchy can say whatever they want. If I go to watch a game anywhere in New Zealand, and I travel around a bit watching them, first division, second division, third division, even. And, and when I want to see the best players on that field. And when you've got guys sort of sitting back on the sideline or not even there, um, that, that's crazy. And the second thing is we're, we're, our stadiums are a bloody shambles. Anyone that thinks that Eden Park's a decent place, I live on Waiheke Island, and I'll tell you what, for me to go and watch a game at Eden Park, which is a 30-minute ferry trip away and then a train trip away, is a nightmare because you, you don't get home until you know midnight or 1 o'clock and yeah, the the, the yeah. stadiums in around New Zealand are a shambles. The best stadium in New Zealand, from my opinion, is the one in Dunedin. Yeah. Why don't we have? Uh, I know that it's going to change. There's might yeah. be one coming up in Christchurch, but those two things to me. And I'll tell you what. There's a third thing I've just thought of too, Mark. The the, the rugby's got to get more sexy, like like rugby league gets sexy. You know, it's got the sort of the dazzle.
0: Yeah, 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 it's but lovely see, lovely. But, but see, Brian, they've dumbed it all down. They've sanitised it all. No one's allowed to have a personality. We we... The, the, Brian, the coaches don't know the coaches. There's no rivalry between the coaches. Just want to go back to your first point, though. I was just saying to Ben during the commercial break. You know, I thought we talked about the large crowds that still went and watched the Warriors three home games, even though. Um, they were crap. And part of that is because clearly they hadn't played at home for so long. But I think part of the appeal of the NRL, even if the Warriors are crap, they're a big name brand athletes in the other teams. So, you know, if you're a young kid in Canberra 10 years ago, you would love to go and watch the Tigers play because you get to see Benji Marshall because he plays the game the way you want to play it. And I said, I've never come across a sport where your best players just simply don't play. But it's not just happening now at an MPC level. It's also starting to happen now at a super rugby level. Oh, we've got to rest these guys. The season last year in the All Blacks was too long. And they wonder why nobody's going along and watching it. You, as you said, Brian, you want to watch the best damn teams play. Yeah,
4: look, that's, that's, it's so simple. It's, I mean, if if I was going to go to... Well, the, Go to Eden Park and watch a game. I want all the top players there. I agree. Instead, they generally they generally at the end of the season we've got over here. They're all picked to play in the All Blacks and all rested in re- re- recreation, whatever they might do. You know, rotation, whatever they might do for, for the All Blacks, and so they're not playing in the in the game. But yeah, look, you've got to have that, Mark. I mean, if you oh. don't if you don't have the top players playing in the National League, there's something wrong with the well, game. You,
0: but, but you look at the NRL, man. Those guys will play 25 games in the regular season. Then they've got the playoff. Then they've got State of Origin, the top players in yep. between. They're expected to front up. They've got billion-dollar television deals, not $100 million deals. As I said, yeah. you know, I'll arrest them during Super Rugby. You know that most players are going to pick up an injury at some point point, have some weeks off anyway. Um, you know, the MPC, uh, yeah, I mean, you take a guy like Stephen Perifetta, how much rugby has that guy actually played this year? How much I've rugby of, realistically uh, has uh, Bowdoin Barrett played this year? Roger Tuivasashek, Braden it's Enor, it's David Harvely, it's a joke.
4: It does, my head in. it does my head in with that because that's the sole thing about, you know, anyone can jump out of a rugby league tournament and play second five for, for an international team, and rugby has mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. you've got to be half with mm-hmm. it. But look, you know, I agree totally. The thing is that rugby isn't, Sexy enough. We've got to get rid of these silly old buggers that took, make all the decisions, and mm. and we've got to get guys like Rob uh, R- R- Razor in there and and get get stuck oh, in and like, change it. Yeah, get yeah. people going, get get yeah. people stirred up, pumping the air. You know, walking down to the stand, at the, out of the stand and. Yes. You know, God's sake, that's what League's
0: done for 25 years. Yeah, Now, look, Brian, also, too, they've just got to make, you know, bring back the discussion, have shows on television where you actually allowed to debate and discuss and have an opinion and go after the CEOs and go after the organisation, go after the coaches, at the same time celebrate all the good things in it. But we don't do that here. New Zealand rugby have shut it down. Sky are complicit. Sky have invested almost $500 million in rugby over the next four years. What do they do to secure that investment? Nothing. The crowd numbers are dissipating. The viewing numbers are dropping. Player numbers are dropping. Everything will be okay. Meanwhile, there you can buy 10 shares, 10 Sky shares for $2.20, 22 cents each. But everything's okay. I just cannot believe how stupid and dumb some people are. Nine and a half minutes away from 10. Okay, so we are coming up to five minutes away from 10 after 10 o'clock. We're just going to wing it. We've got some audio from English Premier League Football. God, what is happening to my Liverpool team? Another loss. Just two wins in their last seven games. Um, Like this text. Watto, I agree on Sean Stevenson. Uh, Sorry, no, I agree 100% about Stevenson, especially after he kicked that 58-metre penalty on Friday night. And unlike Geordie, He didn't have brothers to run around with in the back paddock. Well, that's it, isn't there? I mean, I joke a lot about the Barrett brothers. Oh, you know, they grew up and played in the backyard together. It's almost like, well, made the cover of Women's Day and they've got social following. Let's put them in the All Blacks. Um, And I wonder if that Sean Stephen. Is he not trendy enough? Does he not have enough Instagram followers? Is that why he's missed out? He'll go overseas. You know, he'll join like the likes of James Lowe. Look what he did for Ireland Bundy are oh we don't think you're good enough walking into other international sides it comes back to bite us I just hope that they've picked this team just win just win you've left some really good players at home just make sure you win with the players you have picked but judge us on the World Cup judge us on the World Cup no I'm not going to judge you on the damn World Cup